Shake the Room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to Entrepreneurs on Fire, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network with great shows like Socialette. Today, we're pulling a timeless EO Fire episode from the archives, so the giveaway may not be active, and we'll be breaking down nailing your true voice to become irresistible online. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Katrina Ruth into EO Fire Studios. Katrina is the voice of the multi-seven-figure online brand, The Katrina Ruth Show. She's here to help leader entrepreneurs remember who they always were and then become it. We'll talk about choosing faith over fear, about being magnetic, unleashing and presenting your true self, how to pave your own way, and the only validation you need is your own, and so much more. And a big thank you for sponsoring today's episode goes to Katrina and our sponsors. Looking for a place where you can experience live interactions with your audience? Then Speakeasy is for you. I'm loving creating daily content on Speakeasy, and I know you will too. Visit getspeakeasy.com to download the app and go live today. Success Story, hosted by Scott D. Clary, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Success Story features Q&A, keynote presentations, and convos on sales, marketing, and more. A recent episode on how to protect your business in times of crisis is a must listen. Listen to Success Story wherever you get your podcasts. Katrina, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, Fire Nation? I am so excited to be here with you. Something interesting I want to share about myself for you today is actually I learned to speak and sell from being in church, and it's something a lot of people don't know about me or I don't really talk about. My grandfather was a preacher, my uncle was a preacher, and Oftentimes when I'm selling or when I'm really in my flow and sharing my message and what's coming through, I feel like I can kind of hear my grandfather coming through me. And so I just uh-huh. have so much gratitude for that part of my upbringing and I guess the lessons that I learned in many ways from being in a, a pretty solid church upbringing. But in particular, I feel like it planted a seed in me to want to share a message with people. And in a roundabout sort of way, really taught me all of the skills that I use today around communication and around sales. So Fire Nation, you know what Katrina has going on from the intro and the audio masterclass that we're going to be dropping today is nailing your true voice to become irresistible online. We have a lot of killer stuff to chat about within this topic. And let's just dive in, Katrina, with what it means to be magnetic online. Yeah, absolutely. So this is one of my favorite topics to talk about because I feel like it makes a big difference for entrepreneurs and allows things to be easier in terms of not having to think about how do I market myself or call in my ideal audience or, you know, attracting clients. Of course, it's always something that we're going to be thinking about. But really, what I believe is effective is to allow your natural magnetism and charisma to shine through so that the people who are your people naturally come to you. And what that means is essentially, I feel like it's about energy. It's essentially allowing a frequency or an energy wave to kind of radiate through the internet, through your words, through what you're saying, through your maybe through your images and that sort of thing but it's not in the sense of how most people think about it in terms of okay what is the ideal copy to you know uh, to cause people to want to buy from me or what are the ways that I ideally launch a program that's one small part of it being magnetic is really around unleashing 
a side of yourself that I guess most people are a little scared to show that true side that maybe you would show behind the scenes to the people who you're closest with in your life. And it's about allowing that more private, internal, raw, authentic side of yourself to come through online and really drop the filter, drop the mask and not be afraid to, of course, push some people away with the understanding that when you let yourself be all of you, the people who are your people will be attracted to that and they'll be attracted way where they don't really need to know all of the details of what you're doing or what you're selling. Of course, these things are important, but Ideally, we want people to have that resonance with us that does feel more on a soul level or on an energetic level. And to me, that's what being magnetic online is all about. Fire Nation, it's energy. It's unleashing your true self, that authentic, genuine person who you are. And I think you need to step back for a second and ask yourself, well, if I want to make it in this online world, if I want to make it you know, as a speaker from stage, if I want to make it as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, a businesswoman, whatever that might be, don't you want to make it being the person that you are? I mean, if you create this facade, mm-hmm. this fake individual of yourself, and you quote unquote fake it till you make it, well, then that's mm-hmm. what people think of you. They think of that fake person that you've been faking while you've been quote unquote making it. Document Fire Nation. Take people on the journey with you. Share your hopes, right. your fears, your what you're scared about. Like, what are your thoughts on that, Katrina? I couldn't agree more. And I feel that this is probably the one thing I wish I understood sooner in my journey. I've been uh, online as an entrepreneur for over 13 years now, and I just didn't give myself that permission for the first six or seven years to really let the world see who I was. I guess I felt scared of rejection and I felt anxious about doing it right and wanting to be seen as being professional and being helpful. And so all positive intentions, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I see people come online all the time who are eager to do it well and to do it right. And what can happen, though, is that they really just end up blending into the crowd. And if you're not willing to show people your raw, naked soul, so to speak, then you're not going to stand out. You're not going to be able to make the difference that you know you're here to make with your message. And it's going to be a bit of an uphill slog. And and as you said, John, people people are not going to relate to that. You know, we can feel it. Humans are very energetic beings. We can feel when somebody's not being real. We can feel when they're trying too hard. We can feel when, you know, they're, they're... desire to sell is ahead of their desire to speak from the soul and to make a difference and we just turn away right away in the same way that we would in person with somebody who was you know maybe coming up to us for a date or something like that we can feel when it's coming from the right place and so I think that it's important to give ourselves that permission to say you know what I give myself permission to be who I am and I choose to trust that that is okay and that that is exactly what my people need. Fire Nation, I feel like we've done a really good job establishing why you need to be authentic, why you need to be genuine. But Katrina, let's maybe dive into now, how do we bring that private behind the scenes version of ourselves to the public in the right way? Right, great question. This has been one of Maybe the scariest parts of my journey, John, to, I guess, gradually get myself to that place where I felt confident to show people who I really am. Where it started and a useful exercise I can give people around this is it occurred to me that when I'm with my siblings and my parents who I'm very close to, I show a side of myself that not many other people ever get to see. And whenever I would get together and go to my hometown and go to dinner with my parents and my siblings, the six of us will end up just in this ridiculous, silly, hilarious conversation, you know, maybe telling stories from the past and that sort of thing. But just 
a heightened energy that kept climbing and climbing. And I noticed that when I'm with my family or I suppose my closest friends as well is true, I would be this very lit up entertainer, storyteller type version of myself. I certainly felt that I'm pretty amusing and that I had important things to say. And I didn't hold back because I knew that those people fully accept me for who I am and that I'm not going to be judged or it doesn't matter if I'm being silly or embarrassing or kind of being like a clown or an idiot they still want to hear what I have to say and so I made a decision I had a I guess just a wake up or an epiphany around this and I made a decision that I would bring that private part of me that heightened over the top entertainer storyteller who also had a message to share that I would bring that to my audience And it was not an easy thing to do. Conceptually, it makes sense, and I feel like people can relate to this. However, of course, as you can imagine, it's it's scary and it's confronting to imagine dropping that mask and just kind of free-flying with no rules. And it, it took me a little bit of time, and it just came back to continually reminding myself that it's not about me. You know, I believe as messengers, we have something that it's our responsibility to share into the world and it can be useful sometimes to look at it. It sounds funny for entrepreneurs, but it's useful to look at it sometimes as a job. My job is to let that entertainer, speaker, storyteller, performer side of me out because that's an important part of getting your message across. You know, you can be teaching the best content in the world, but if people can't relate to your humanness, they're really not going to pay attention and it's not going to make a difference. So I would say that the concept is, connecting to how you show up with your closest people in your life and then the practical reality of that or the implementation is is practice of course and uh, essentially a reminder day to day around it's okay I'm allowed to do this you will feel confronted you will feel scared there's many times where I show that very raw vulnerable side of myself or maybe I go into a silly kind of funny playful energy while I'm teaching or preaching and I might turn off the camera and I feel embarrassed and I feel super exposed and vulnerable and I kind of feel like I want to hide from the internet for a while. But I'll tell you, those videos or those blog posts when I show up that way, those are the ones where even years later people are referencing them to me. So when we're going through the process of truly nailing our true voice and all of that jazz, I mean, audience quality matters. So talk mm-hmm. about that. Why does it matter? How does it matter? How can we really go about that phrase? Sure. Thank you for the question, John. I believe it matters in the sense that we we are here to impart a certain message or a gift. And I guess I feel that I really blend the hustle with the more spiritual side of things. And and for this question, I'm going to answer from the more spiritual side of things. And to me, it's about recognizing that you were given something that is meant to come through you. So essentially being a vessel or a channel for that and obviously allowing that message to come through, filtered through your own experience and your own growth. And that that message for each of us is for a particular type of personal group of people. It might be a message that, of course, the whole world in theory could benefit from but we all know that that's not how it works and a set group of people who are your people now these people are typically going to be of all different kinds of backgrounds and demographics it's not really about that it's about who is this person on a soul level and as far as audience a lot of times we can get caught up or I know I used to get caught up in an idea of well, I just want to grow my audience or grow my list and, you know, it's kind of ego and or feeling like that's going to be effective for marketing or for selling or for something like that. But along the way, we each figure out, no, no, it doesn't matter. I would rather 
know that I have that one person in front of me who is meant to hear what I'm sharing and who is going to receive it and take action on it than have a thousand or 10,000 people who feel sort of lukewarm about what I have to say or are continually questioning it, questioning it or wanting a deeper explanation that doesn't actually resonate for me on a soul level. So in order to accomplish that, in order to have that ideal, I guess, quote unquote, perfect audience, it is going to be essential to speak your truth as we've been discussing. It is going to be essential to not fall into the habit of feeling that you need to justify or explain yourself. I'm not saying don't communicate or don't answer questions, of course. But if somebody's asking you to show up in a way that just doesn't feel right for you and that doesn't match your own beliefs and value systems, well, you could do that. It will feel relentless and uphill. And also that person's not really your ideal audience. So it's about, in a way, it's about putting the blinders on and just really knowing this is who I am. This is what I know I'm here to share in the world. And this is who that message is for. So you have a phrase, people don't buy your products, they buy you. What specifically do you mean by that? Right. I love talking about this. And I feel like sometimes I take that phrase even further and I say, people don't buy your products, they buy you. No, wait, they don't buy you, they buy your energy. So obviously we've talked about energy a little bit. And yeah, I mean, I've been in marketing online for 13 years, as I mentioned. So over that time, and even prior to that, I've been in business and in sales for really my whole life off and on. I certainly learned ways to sell and to copyright and and I know how to do, I guess, internet marketing in a fairly conventional sense. Long ago, I threw that away. Maybe six or seven years ago, I made a conscious decision. That's not for me. I think it's great. There's useful stuff to learn there. I'm going to back myself and just let my particular brand of crazy be my marketing and be my selling. And so if you would go along to a sales page of mine or really read any of my blogs or anything that I put out there, it, it might feel like crazy ramblings of a you know self-appointed mad professor or artist type person. Sometimes that's why that's how I feel. I feel self-conscious about it. Like, man, this doesn't make any sense. I'm all over the place. What I noticed, however, is that my audience, my ideal community and clients, they feel like it makes complete sense. And over and over again, repeatedly with every single launch I run, with every single offer I put out there, people will say to me, Kat, I didn't even read the sales page. I just went straight to the bottom and pressed purchase. I've been hearing that for some years now. And I think I think it's something that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs do here. But maybe for those who aren't hearing that or want to hear that, it might be worth considering, well, what if you worried a little less about what is important from a copywriting perspective or what are the quote-unquote correct things that are supposed to be on my sales page or in my content, what if you put that aside for a moment and just asked, what is it that I believe I'm meant to share with people today? What is it that I want to speak into the world today? If it wasn't about making money, if it wasn't about sales, if it wasn't about growing my audience, if it was just about letting that voice within me speak, what would I be saying? And so when you come from that place, you will feel exposed, you'll feel vulnerable, you you will feel oftentimes that you're not making sense and that you're being very rambly or chaotic. However, your soul is essentially speaking, and I like to say, let your soul reach out and grab them by the soul. Your soul will reach out and grab your ideal people by the soul. And it's something that they will feel. It's an energy transference. It's a resonance. It's it's a, a, you know, that intangible thing where we just feel, wow, yes, this is this is a person who I need to be around. And we talked about magnetism before. I think we've all experienced this in our personal lives with somebody perhaps romantically, but also with friends where we meet someone and we 
we kind of don't care about the details of who this person is. Of course, we're interested, but we just immediately know, wow, this is my person. I have to be around this person. I'm, I want to get to know this person more. And so that's what I mean when I say people don't buy your products, they buy you. No, they don't buy you, they buy your energy. When somebody connects to you in that way, of course, they're still going to want to know the details of what they're receiving if they invest in working with you. They're going to want to know what they're getting, but much less so than what would be typically thought. Over and over again, people who do work with me will say, I don't even care what it is. I'm not interested. I don't care what the details are. I know that it's going to be amazing. And it's not because of how I teach as such. It's because of what I let come through on that energetic level. Fire Nation, I love how Katrina said, my particular brand of crazy. I mean, how liberating is that phrase? I mean, what is your particular brand of crazy, Fire Nation? (laughs) Unleash it. Like, unleash that beast. Make it happen. And Fire Nation, we're going to be coming back after the break and talking about some really cool things, paving your own way, polarization from integrity, and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. We all know how important engagement with our audience is. As creators, finding effective ways to provide value while also being able to interact in real time is a challenge. But now there's Speak Easy. Speak Easy is an app that allows you to organize your own live talk show. It's made by creators for creators and is uniquely built to help you monetize your audience. Whether you use it for live podcasting, show recordings, or hosting premium content people can subscribe to, Speak Easy has you covered. Want to stream private shows for select attendees? You can do that too. All you have to do is download the app, go live, and you'll be connecting with an interactive audience immediately. I'm loving creating daily content on Speakeasy, and I know you're going to love it too. So what are you waiting for? Visit getspeakeasy.com to download the app. Check me out at John Lee Dumas, and let's start rocking Speakeasy together. That's getspeakeasy.com. I look forward to interacting with you, Fire Nation. Feeling connected to your team is a must, but with employees and contractors all over the globe, feeling that connection can be tough, not to mention the software you use can sometimes make you feel out of sync, like you and the rest of your team aren't on the same page. And when a team is disconnected, your customers pay the price. If the software you're currently using is sharing out-of-date data on your business or your customers, that equals trouble. Or maybe you feel like your software is making it impossible to see the full picture. If that's the case, then listen up. Customers end up bearing the brunt of this disconnection, meaning a great customer experience is lost sometimes forever. Ready to get your team on the same page? HubSpot transforms everyday conversations, strategic decision-making sessions, and everything in between into moments customers feel good about. With a lovingly crafted suite of tools, you can seamlessly connect your team so everyone has access to the same data and you're able to focus on what really matters, your customers. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. So Kat, we're back and you're a big believer in paving your own way and not being swayed by just what's quote unquote trendy online. So give us an example of this. Sure. I love this question as well. I fell into a trap probably midway through my entrepreneurial journey. So I'll take you back real quick. I came online in 2006 not because I wanted to build a business online or make money online. I just began a blog. At the time, I was a personal trainer and I had a lot of high-level corporate clients who were saying, you need to have a website. You never have a blog. This is the new thing. And eventually, I thought, okay, I'll do this website thing. And I built a little website myself and I started to write a blog. 
And what happened was I fell back in love with writing, which had been a love of mine growing up and in high school. And I'd always felt that I'm going to be a writer at some point. And so I started to write more and more. And soon enough, I heard about information products. And it was the era of the ebook. You, you know, sell an ebook and sell a million copies for a dollar and you'll make a million dollars. I remember hearing that a lot. So I created an ebook and I sold that. And then I created various other information products. And over the next several years, I built that business to where it was making multi six figures a year. However, the way that I had grown that initial business, which was a fitness business online, I didn't know anything about this internet world, this online entrepreneur world as we know it now, because it really wasn't a thing back then. So I actually actively looked for business mentors and business coaches who could help me with this internet thing. And it didn't exist, which sounds crazy now, because of course, we know now there's an online business coach on every corner. It's not really hard to find somebody, but I really couldn't find anyone back then. And so I just kind of figured it out myself. And I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't trying to make money or build a business. Eventually that kind of clicked in and it became, you know, certainly a focus of some kind. However, what I was focusing on really was communication, content, connection. And every day I would just get up and I would think, how can I put something out there that is going to make a difference for these amazing women, it was a female-based business, who follow me and who want to hear from me. And I was just in a constant conversation, listening to what they wanted and then creating content based on that. And it naturally grew to that multi-six-figure level. And at that point, I decided, well, I need to learn how to do this properly. Like I felt I've kind of fluked my way to making multi-six figures a year. I don't even know what I'm doing. Maybe, I'm, you know, it's all going to fall apart if I don't learn how to do this properly. And so this was about 2012 and I went and hired some amazing sales and marketing coaches, people who I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for every mentor that's come through my life. And the people who I invested in working with, however, were teaching, I guess, what I would call traditional internet marketing. So, you know, here's how to run a launch, here's how to grow your list, that sort of thing. And I remember one of my mentors saying it was it was really cute the way I was doing things. She said, oh, it's so cute. You don't even use sales pages. Oh, my goodness. And she was kind of shaking her head at me like, wow, you know, we need to fix this. And so that's what I did. I went down this journey for about 18 months of I'm going to do it properly. I will follow exactly what my mentors say and I'll follow all the rules and I'll be the best student of internet marketing in the world. I learned so much amazing stuff around marketing, around sales, around communication, and certainly many things that I use to this day. However, the biggest lesson that came through from that 18-month or so period was it doesn't matter how effective something is in growing your business if you're going to bed every night with rising anxiety, feeling essentially like you've got yourself handcuffed and you've locked your soul away in a little box and thrown away the key. And that was how I felt. And it wasn't because I wasn't learning effective techniques or strategies. It was because the focus was on the techniques and strategies rather than the focus being on, but what do I want to share with the world? What does my soul have to say today? Now, a lot of marketers might feel like that's something to roll your eyes at, you know, sales first or growth first. I don't know if anyone really believes that on a core level, though. I think particularly for those of us who know we have a message to share if we're not going to bed every night and knowing that we did that true purpose work that we're meant to do in the world and we don't feel proud of ourselves for just letting it out, screw the rules, then it's it's not going to matter. And that's what I experienced. I had some really big income months during that time. So, you know, it certainly worked. I did the work. I showed up. But in the end, I made a decision that I couldn't keep doing this. And I remember saying to my partner at the time, I said, 
if this is the path to a million dollars, I don't want it. I'll go back to being a personal trainer. I just felt exhausted. I felt drained. I felt I was trying to conform to the right way to be successful. And it it really truly felt that it was killing me on a soul level, killing me softly is a phrase I've used often relevant to that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I made a decision and I said to my partner, give me three months. At the time I was the, the primary earner. And so that's why I said, give me three months, give me three months. I believe that I can find a way to do this on my terms. I believe that I can just write and speak and let my crazy out, like we were saying before, and that I can create a business where I'm really truly doing what I love and screw the rules of marketing or something like that. And I said, in in that three months, if I don't prove it, basically, then I'll go back to personal training because I know how to make 5K a week as a personal trainer and I'll just do that. And I said, and I said to myself, no matter what though, from this moment forward, I will never again write or create or speak anything that doesn't come from my soul. I will never again create or write anything for the purposes of marketing or selling. So help me God. And if I have to spend the rest of my life and I never make another cent from my writing, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write and speak and say what I know needs to be said into the world. If it doesn't make me any money and I can't grow a business from it, that's fine. I'll do it anyway. I can make money in other ways. And I really meant that. And at the time, my business was nearly at a million dollars, I believe maybe 800K or something like that per year. And I shut it down. I walked away from it. I stopped selling everything. All of it was good. All of it was getting results for people, but it didn't feel right for me. And I knew there was something deeper and I knew that there was more inside of me. And I, I just felt that it was that line in the sand moment where I have to decide who do I want to be and what is this about and what am I going to live for? And you know, none of us are actually driven by money, no matter how, you know, ambitious we might be. No human is driven by money. And I really recognized within myself that if I didn't make this decision now, and if I continue to grow income by not being fully me, that I would become trapped by it. And it would be a seduction, essentially, and an addiction. And I would go down a path that many people in business have gone down before of being successful, but not fulfilled, which of course is not true success. And so that's what I did. I walked away from all of it. And it was the energy of that decisiveness, I think, that created the result. And I tell you, it took, I think, four or five weeks. I had 40K just show up, felt like out of nowhere. And it was from something that I just kind of threw together, made something up and threw it at the internet, basically. But it came from my soul. And it was something that made no sense. It was nothing to do with the nuts and bolts type stuff that I'd been teaching to people. It was just my soul reaching out and grabbing others by the soul. And from there, you know, I certainly wouldn't say it was a straight uphill journey from there in terms of results. It was, you know, as with anybody's pathway here, there and everywhere and very chaotic and all over the place and many more lessons to learn and, and still to learn. But from that moment forward, I've truly felt I am paving my own way. I'm not interested in what other amazing people, no matter how much I might respect and admire them and love them as humans, I'm just not interested in what they have to say about how to be successful. And and back then, I didn't really have any proof that doing it in this chaotic, crazy way works. I just believed it in my soul. But you can't do that. That won't work. I heard that several times over. And I just thought, you know what? I respect you. I see that you have way more success than me, but I don't think you know better than me about what is right for me. And so that's my message to everyone listening here today at Fire Nation. 
nobody knows better than you what is right for you. You have to back yourself. You have to listen to that still small voice inside of yourself. You have to recognize that your pathway cannot be created by anybody else. So it is scary. It would be easier to be able to follow other people's rules and strategies, but you already know that that's not right for you. You can learn from others. You can absolutely take things on board, but ultimately you need to create your pathway by being on it. I love that phrase. It came from my soul. And Fire Nation, you need to ask yourself the question, are you creating from your soul? I mean, if the answer is yes, then you're on the right path towards the happiness because you know that's where it's going to make you happy, creating from your soul. But the reality is, Katrina, creators often face this dilemma. Now, this dilemma is like this either-or dilemma. It's either scale and make a lot of money or stay creative and make no money. Now, you Uh personally think there's another way. So how can we scale while still staying true to our art? Yes, absolutely. So a lot of people believe that there needs to be, I guess, structure and, and systems and process in place in order to scale. I recently had a client say to me, she used the expression, scale from chaos something about scaling from chaos. And I said, wow, that's a great phrase. I said, that should be a program. Somebody needs to make a program called how to scale from chaos. And she looked at me and she said, no, Kat, I mean, you can't scale from chaos, right? And I said, oh, I misunderstood you. I thought you were saying you can scale from chaos. And I said, you can definitely scale from chaos. I'm living proof. Look at it. Now, just just real quick before I go a little more into that, I will absolutely say I have systems in my business. I have structure. I absolutely have process. I have things that I repeatedly do in a certain way. So it's not true that it's only chaotic. However, here's the distinction and what I've learned. I don't believe that it's effective to try and implement system, structure, or process before chaos. I believe the art needs to come first. Now, if you if somebody's listening and they don't align as an artist at all, maybe this message is less so for you. But for anyone who is that messenger person, which I believe is most of us, then the artist side, the creator side, the chaotic side, well, that's where the magic comes from. Now, I'm fortunate enough now to have an amazing team who support me and you know, leverage and repurpose my content into the world and do those things that I used to have to do myself as, as we all did. And I say to my team all the time, listen, your job, this, this makes me sound like a little bit of a diva, but I'll go with it. Your job is to protect the precious genius. And I'm the precious genius in this scenario. I need to be in my lab, locked away in my crazy bubble up in my head, letting the message come through and letting the art come through. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond to your messages. I'm not going to go on my email. I'm not going to reply to my team or I'm not going to really do anything before that morning period of however long it takes, depending what's happening with my kids, before I've gone into that artist world and into that mad professor kind of bubble and let the crazy out, as I said. And I say to my team, you know, that's where we all get paid from. If I don't go into the crazy chaotic creator world, nobody's getting paid at this company. This is where our growth comes from. And it's always been that way. And then the structure or the process or the strategy follows the chaos. I believe the chaos reveals the strategy. When I look at any effective system that I have now in my business, for example, I would say I have a system for how I launch. There's a way that I go about launching. It's it's not conventional, but it is a system and it can be taught. And indeed, I teach it to my community. But when I look at that system, I didn't figure that out in advance. Nobody 
showed it to me in advance. Everything I learned in advance was the exact stuff that I ended up throwing away. So the things that I've learned that now work for me and that I do on repeat have come about through following the crazy and following the madness and letting it be messy. And then at a certain point, it's revealed to you. And the analogy I like to use for this is if you imagine an amazing sculptor creating a sculpture, well, I suppose if it was commissioned to order, it would be a little different. But if they, even so, if they were creating something just from within, well, they might have a vision in their head initially of something of how this statue is going to look and this sculpture is going to look when it's done. But really, as they chip away at that stone, the art reveals itself and even the artist doesn't really know what's happening and it's a co-collaboration between the stone and the and the artist and it, it can't be known in advance. And so then at the end, you have this amazing piece of artwork and maybe it's something like what was envisioned before, but at the same time, it will be wildly different. I believe business gets to be the same. In a practical sense, this can definitely be scary. I often say to my clients, you, you will feel like you're jumping off a building naked with a blindfold on <laughs> and you have no idea what is down below. That's scary. <laughs> like, right. It is scary. And it takes massive amounts of courage and faith. However, the great thing is we can choose courage and we can choose faith. These are not things we earn. We don't achieve them. We choose them. So a great question to ask around this sort of stuff is, well, what would faith do right now versus what would fear do? What would courage do right now? And even if I'm not feeling that courage or that faith, I might feel terrified. And you often will as an entrepreneur. Okay, that's okay. That's why we live a little differently to most people. We're willing to, you know, we're willing to fly blind. We're willing to figure it out as we go. You might feel all of that. You can still leap anyway. You can still let it be crazy. The reality is I do not believe I would have built my business to a multi seven-figure soul-aligned, purpose-driven uh, what it is, business, <laughs> if I had not have let it be really crazy and chaotic. So like I said, I do have systems and structure now, but I'll let you know that that was not in place until well over 10 years into my online journey. It was a an absolute mess when I first hired uh, my amazing hosting company who I have a company out in Texas who do, I guess, all my web design and do my membership side and my platforms and that sort of thing. And when I first hired them, I tried to explain the level of chaos. But once they actually began, I just imagined them sitting in their office drinking shots of vodka or something because they actually <laughs> messaged me and said, Katrina, I don't think anybody on the internet has more mess in their website and more content in their website than you do. Fire Nation, scale from chaos. Scale from right. chaos. It really can exist. Now, Katrina, you've dropped value bombs on a ton of different topics. How do you want to take this home? What is that one core takeaway you want to make sure Fire Nation has? Then give us a call to action. Then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. So I feel like what I want to say to you is the one thing that I wish I understood sooner. And when I look back and I think, you know, what would I do differently, even though everything I did got me to hear the thing that I would do differently and that I would just really love to give you to take away is be fully you, be unapologetically you. It's so simple. You've heard it before. You already know this, but are you doing it? Where right now are you showing up in a way that is responsive to fear? Where right now are you showing up 
trying to follow the rules, trying to look professional, trying to do it right, trying to keep up with others or worry about whether you're cool enough or whether you fit in. We all have these thoughts. We're all human and we all want to be liked and we all want to do it right and be validated by others. But ultimately, the only person whose validation you need is your own. And that's what it's about. So I believe the simple way to put this into practice is that each morning you can ask yourself a question and I like to do this in a morning journaling session, just taking a little time for stillness, which would be what would it look like today to show up with full integrity to my soul? What would it look like to be fully me? Of course, you can reword that question in multiple different ways. What would it look like if it wasn't about money, if it wasn't about success, if it wasn't about growth, if it was about backing myself? And you know what? Like we've said a lot, it is scary, but you know what else? what you desire to do and who you really are at your core, that's never going to change. You know this already. Eventually, you will give in to being fully you because it's too exhausting to do it any other way and the price is too high. So you can do it now or you can wait a year or however long. Nothing will change. You'll still be who you really are. You're just going to be a little bit older, so you might as well do it now. So that's my advice. Take that leap. And then what I would love to share with everybody at Foundation today is I have created a video that's around 30 minutes long and it's around choosing faith over fear to create the business you're meant for, connecting back to higher self and soul in order to build your business and life by following the blueprint within, the blueprint you were born with, how to be in trust and faith in every decision to make how to scale that and create income from that and actually connect it back in and why you know you have no more time left to live the wrong life. And where can we find that? That is at thekatrinaruthshow.com forward slash fire. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you've been hanging out with KR and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Katrina, that's K-A-T-R-I-N-A in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz. And one more time, give us that URL to that 30-minute video, Choose Faith Over Fear, Cat. Sure, it's at thekatrinaruthshow.com forward slash fire. Thekatrinaruthshow.com slash fire. Fire Nation, head over there, get that video in front of your eyeballs. And Katrina, thank you so much for sharing your truth with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. I so appreciate you. Thank you, everybody at Fire Nation. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Katrina and I've created a treasure trove of free courses for you, Fire Nation. I teach you how to podcast, how to create and run a mastermind, create funnels that actually convert and so much more. All you need to do is visit eofire.com slash resources to start learning today, eofire.com slash resources. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for a place where you can experience live interactions with your audience? Then Speakeasy is for you. I'm loving creating daily content on Speakeasy, and I know you will too. Visit getspeakeasy.com to download the app and go live today. Success Story, hosted by Scott D. Clary, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Success Story features Q&A, keynote presentations, and convos on sales, marketing, and more. A recent episode on how to protect your business in times of crisis is a must listen. Listen to Success Story wherever you get your podcasts.